0: One of the reasons why I blog is that it affords me the opportunity to discuss issues with other Christian brothers and sisters about things that are concerning and that I hopefully can receive feedback on. As of late, I have been writing a fair bit about the new Apostolic Reformation, NAR, movement. It's not an enjoyable topic to be discussing, and I would assume that some of you get tired of hearing about it. I can appreciate that, because sometimes I get tired of focusing on it too, but the urgency to continue warning, within the guidance that I am being led, does not appear to be diminishing. I prayed about this again, this morning. But there is an even more concerning issue, underneath discussions about the NAR, that are both concerning and cause me to be perplexed. And this concern has to do with the absolute need for all Christians to be responsible for defending our Christian faith, as it pertains to doctrines and Christian practices. I have a difficult time comprehending how some Christians feel that there is no requirement to look beyond surface appearances, and basically just enjoy all the apparent positive attributes of whatever it is that they choose to become involved in. If I can be candid, it's like some have absolved themselves from any requirement to exercise biblical discernment, with regard to the necessity of exercising internal judgment, for those who wear the outward appearance of being Christian. When Jesus talks about wolves in sheep's clothing, he is talking about those who appear to be among us. All Christians are called to be critical of the doctrines and practices that they advocate, to both themselves and others. God's Word does tell us that we are not to judge those outside of the Church, but nowhere in Scripture do I see any indication that we are absolved from that responsibility, within the Church. Taking the time to investigate what doctrines we are buying into is vitally important. Taking the time to investigate what practices we allow ourselves to become involved in, and advocate to others, is also vitally important. I admit that it is time time-consuming but it is vitally important and no one, that I am aware of, gets a pass from meeting this responsibility. When it comes to following the expressed will of God concerning our individual and collective responsibility to the Bride of Christ, the Church, we don't get to pick and choose which responsibilities we will take on, and which responsibilities we can ignore. That's following our own will, and not following God's will. And my question to those who choose to do so, would be, who gave you that right? And, As a point of interest relating to the doctrines and practices that the NAR movement advocates, there are many doctrines and practices that are contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the Apostle Paul defended. So we are not talking about one isolated doctrine or one isolated practice, that may be open to different interpretations. The Holy Scriptures do provide us with instruction where some element of latitude can and should be exercised, when or where it involves certain practices, and all Christians should be mindful of the extent of these latitudes that should be extended, especially to those new in the faith. But when it comes to doctrines, that latitude is not extended. For example, the NAR teaches that Jesus voided himself of his divinity, when he walked among us. You can read more about this here. And this is just one doctrine that needs to be questioned, there are a good number more who gave Christians the right to ignore these contrary to doctrines. Unbiblical practices that are condoned by the NAR movement is another prime example of a distorted gospel. Where in the New Testament do you recall holy laughter sweeping through the collective assembly of Christian believers, or uncontrollable head jerking and a host of other manifestations that the NAR accepts as valid manifestations of God's Holy Spirit. And once again, who gave Christians the right to ignore or overlook these unbiblical practices. As in most things, there is always a danger associated with exercising discernment, or not exercising discernment, in that we can become too critical or too accommodating, and striking a balanced medium is oftentimes not easy, yet both unaddressed extremes can be equally destructive. The early Christian church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 5, and Galatia, Galatians one6 6-9, experienced both practice and doctrinal related excesses that Paul deemed necessary to address. Avoidance wasn't Paul's choice in either situation and I don't think the New Testament teaches that it is ours. How some think that avoidance is optional, still leaves me perplexed. Something to think about. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.